Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of a Slow Your Roll. I am Dominic Lorenzano, alongside writer for the Yaki Way Report, Jesse Caulfield, as always. A little bit of a different show today. We're going to have our college football expert, Larry Lorenzano, calling in from South Carolina in a bit. We're going to talk college football, baseball free agency with him a bit. We're going to play call in the fat lady today, bringing it back as we're getting near the end of the NFL season. We'll decide some teams on the bubble if it's if the fat lady is singing yet or if we think they actually still have a chance. Um, we're going to talk about the Titans firing Robinson. And with that, though, I'm going to turn it over to Jesse Caulfield to get us started before Larry calls in. Jesse, take it away. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, you know, it's it's football season and it's around Christmas time. So we're thinking about the gridiron. You know, we're thinking about f- football. Uh-huh. But there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. Winter meetings. And actually, this winter meetings has been very exciting. Mm-hmm. More than the past couple, at least it feels like. Maybe I'm wrong. But, I mean, it's exciting for other teams, not so much for this state, but whatever. Uh, but in, in all this madness, you know, the Red Sox look stupid. But something else is brought to my attention, so I want to talk about that. So, we lost Sander Bogarts the other day. You know, it stings, but seeing the length of it makes it sting less. But what makes it sting also a little more is that there's another team, a team that we like to make fun of a lot, mm-hmm. um, and for good reason. They look, they've made themselves look stupid a lot recently, and we hate them. And there's a little bitterness, but it's okay. The Yankees. The reason they make this Xander Bogarts thing worse is because they got their guy. They got Judge. And oh man, were they going to spend every penny they could to do it. Now... We said we. One of the reasons we make fun of the Yankees is that's not how you do it anymore. You can't just buy the best talent. You're not going to win like that. You're not going to win the home run game. It's not going to win you a World Series. Mm-hmm. However, there's a thing about the Yankees that always plagued the Red Sox, always got in their way, and always wanted the Red Sox always wanted to be the Yankees, and that's spend the big money, get those big players. In the early 2000s, it used to always be like that. Oh my God, remember the Alex Rodriguez sweepstakes? Oh man. So much, so many, so much money, so much resources. The Yankees got their guy. And we counted with Kurt Schilling. It was an arms race. Sometimes, literally. Mm. Arms, he throws the ball. Get it, get Anyway, so we've gotten away from that. The, the rivalry is kind of simmered. But this whole thing, like, it we used to always be we got to spend as much as the Yankees. We got to maybe outspend the Yankees. We got to get the guys the Yankees want. I didn't want Judge. I didn't care. I didn't want him. I mean, that'd be cool. That'd be nice. That'd be sexy to have him, especially just because he was a former Yankee. Like, yeah, screw you. But I didn't really care that much actually about Aaron Judge. I said they should literally call him, bring him in just to show him around the ballpark and be like, yeah, we're just trying to make the Yankees spend more money. And he'll be like, cool, thanks for the free lunch. Um, So, but the fact that they got their guy, and I wanted to so bad make fun of the Yankees. Like, yeah, you lost, Judge. You losers. You're not what you used to be. Steinbrenner's spinning in his grave. Blah. But they got their guy, which we said they probably would, actually, once the offseason came. We were right about that. The Red Sox didn't get their guy. You know, that's, that's the face of the Yankees. That's Judge. The face of our franchise for 10 years now. Almost. Almost 10 years. Because it was 2013 when his rookie season was. 
that's that was our guy. That's our man. That was our Derek Jeter. I said this before. Like you've talked about from a from a, when I was very young, I heard it. We want our Derek. We want a guy like Derek Jeter. We want our guy, and we got it. We got a great hitting shortstop who can't play the position well. We got our guy. That's our Derek Jeter. Can't play the infield. He's our shortstop. Doesn't matter because he can hit, and he wears number two. So we look ridiculous. No, we looked. We made ourselves look terrible, and we've said that. We knew they were going to make themselves look ridiculous. But once again, I find myself having a feeling I haven't had in quite a while of eating the Yankee shit, and it tastes just as bad as it used to. This is not a good feeling. This is not a good taste. Mm. I'm sad Xander lost. Like I said, it feels a little bit better. I'm not paying that man for 11 years. 41 years old? Get out of town. <laughs> Get out of town. But maybe I'd be willing to pay that if, considering Judge is making, I don't know how much he's making, for, I don't know, when is he getting paid to? I think he's getting paid till he's 40. Yeah. So It's a nine-year deal. Yeah, so I don't know, man. You kind of should have just paid the man. Now, it started out, you, you you really ruined this a while ago, and now you're ruining Raffy Devers. Mm. Because, like, why did, what's Raffy Devers going to take a hometown discount now? If you could have talked Xander a year ago into the hometown discount, actually give him a better deal mm-hmm. um, than that crap you offered, then Raffy Devers would be like, well, that's my best friend. I want to play with him. Mm-hmm. Now, if, you got, if you're going to talk him into stay here, which I don't see you doing at all, mm. oh, boy. You're going to have some deep pockets. And John Henry's, I don't know if you know this, he's a very poor man nowadays. You know, he's one of us. He's no longer those one percenters, I guess. Because apparently this man doesn't have any money. <laughs> I don't know. You know who does? Yeah. Goddamn Yankees do. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think it would have been 11 years and this much money No, if they had done it before the season last year. But he had an amazing season this year. So that's up to the price, too. Yeah. Well, if you gave him, bro, I'll even go eight years. Mm. I don't know exactly what he was looking for. But going into the offseason, that seemed to be the value. Six, seven, eight, maybe even nine years. He got 11. If you gave him eight years and just front-loaded it, Mm. I'd be like, okay, Mm. that's fine. Because, like... What are we paying for right now? Chris Sale. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Story. Yeah. Maybe Evaldi yeah. again. Haven't yeah. heard much from him. No. But actually, I do. I, I want to read one more thing. I actually a tweet. I have. I've had this for a little while. Uh, and that's not that tweet. It's a different mm. tweet. That is the tweet. Uh, it's from Jared Carabas, and he's talking about like why are just why are just Red Sox fans just so fed up? We've had so much success, but we're just so fed up. We are spoiled. But he, he put it he put it into perspective of why we have a reason to be this upset about it. Mm. And he said, uh, the reason why Red Sox fans are so pissed after four titles is simple. You can't make Poppy go year to year and then pay Pablo and Hanley Ramirez. You can't not pay John Lester, but then pay Price. Mm. You can't not you can't trade Mookie Betts for whatever. Um and then you can't pay Trevor Story. And then not pay Xander. Like, I get it. Trevor's a little cheaper, but that's not what we want. Mm-hmm. We used to be, who cares about price tag? Spend the money. Mm-hmm. We got to beat the Yankees. We've won too many World Series. Maybe the Yankees do need to win one so we can, so John Henry can be like, oh, snap. 
Mm-hmm. I have a baseball team. Maybe I should pay attention and spend some money on that. Well, that's a that's an interesting take. And you know what? Maybe maybe it would take the Yankees winning a World Series for the Sox to have to open up the checkbooks again and, and care more. Yeah. Because just the Rays making a World Series has made John Henry be like, I don't, I don't, I lost my checkbook. <laughs> Sorry. No, I get you. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's tough. I, it's <laughs> just like <laughs> they probably could have got a for a World Series. They could have got a tough. better deal if they had done it before the season. But I've always been in the apartment of I'm okay with letting Xander walk. Go pay Rafi because he's younger, and you're going to pay for mostly his prime years. The problem with so get this deal done with Rafi. But I don't think you're going to oh. end up paying Rafi now. Oh, I don't think they're going to get it done now. Nothing they've shown me makes me think they're going to do it. And if you are, you're going to have to pay out the ass for him. Probably. Which, like, he's very, he's going to Although be Although he did get hurt at the end of last year. So. Oh, you sound, you sound happy about that. Well, I'm just well, saying that. I'm just saying maybe now is the time. He is damaged goods. What if, what if he has a great season next year and doesn't get hurt at all? That'll be very expensive. Exactly. So maybe now's the time. Be like Rafi. I don't know. Here's I, here's six, seven years. I'd rather pay a man. $25 million a year. I'd rather pay a man who's really good and can stay on the field than be like, well, I'm getting a cheaper guy who doesn't play that much. I mean, I don't, it's not, I'm over-exaggerating. It's not like he can't stay on the field. It's not like it's been that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Let's say, let's, let's say 27. I had some Trevor. Give him like a seven-year deal. 27 mil a year, seven years. That's $189 million. Mm. I had a Trevor How's story that? stat. I don't know where it went. Oh, I don't know. How's that, though? That's not terrible. Say it again. $27 million a year, seven years. For? Rafi. He's not taking that. Are you sure? Yeah. What's Xander getting paid per year? Too much. <laughs> it's just an 11-year uh, deal. But I, I I think he's actually in that price range. And Rafi doesn't play elite defense. So, like... No, he doesn't. He did get better last year. He, he got was, a little... I mean, listen, it's hard to get worse. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so, it was 280 divided by 11. He's making 25, just under 25 and a half. So, and, I just gave an offer that would have been more money to Rafi per year. Yeah, but... I know, come on, 20, I know, I know, I know. Here's the thing. If if you could talk Xander into seven for twenty five a year, you mean to tell me you couldn't have talked Xander Bogarts into twenty five a year for for on average for mm. seven years, especially if you front loaded it? Yeah, mm. come on. If you didn't, maybe here's here's what you do, Red Sox. Here's what the actual key is. Maybe don't spit in your player's face before you actually come back to him, being like, "Well, we don't actually have a shortstop." <laughs> So maybe we want you to play for us. Mm. By the way, here's a rag to wipe that off your face. Sorry. Uh, no, I, yeah, I don't know. Thanks for kicking ass all year. Now here's a rag. I, I here's know, a rag that I used to wipe my ass with. I know everybody is upset. I'm okay. Because I didn't want to pay a 30-year-old man. Uh, to a long-term deal. Here's why another reason why I wanted to pay that 30-year-old man. Because I very much enjoyed watching him play, and we're not winning anything anyway. I get you. And you know what? He has been the mark of consistency. I will say that. And, like, that's that's your Derek Cheater. Mm. That, that's, you, you were going to retire the number two. No one's going to wear it again. Mm. Not anymore. Yeah. You know, we can still retire. We can retire for Jerry Remy. True. And that, that's probably why. Like, you know, we want to retire Jerry's number, but we don't want to ask Xander to um, change numbers. So, Bloom, can you just spit in his face and then 
run him out of town. Hmm. Oh, I can do that. Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh. That bloom is really taking it in the teeth right now, though. I'll tell you that. All right. We need to move on. Do you think he deserves it? I don't know. I've come more and more to yes, he does. I, I think he does a little bit. Yeah. But. the the Most of the blame is still on Henry, though. Yeah. But yeah, so, I'm somebody needs to call him. I, I do think Bloom deserves a, a good bit of the uh, blame too, though. Yes. Yeah, so All right. We should call John Henry and be like, "There's a baseball team asking about you. <laughs> they hit. They said you own it." Yeah. Maybe spend some money for once. Anyway, the only person here is LeBron. All right, we got we got we got Larry we got Larry calling in here, so so we need to we need to get onto that. All right. All right. Cool. In from South Carolina, our college football expert here to talk a little college football the playoff coming up we'll talk a little bit of the baseball free agency first but welcome in larry dominic how are you doing good doing how are you merry christmas doing good hey merry christmas to you as well yeah merry merry christmas i'm 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 feeling good i'm ready for these bowl games this whole bowl week it's going to be fun yeah, it is fun. All those meaningless games that only nerds like me. <laughs> just, I, I, and Jesse, Jesse's smart enough not to get involved. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just stick to one one football league. That, that's enough for me. I, I'm hoping Tulane beats USC. I think that'd be just amazing. And that would be. That would be. That's a. That's one of the many fun matchups. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I pick. I picked Tulane to win that game because I witnessed. USC attempting to play defense against Utah in the title game. Yeah, we will definitely be touching on that. First, though, let's go over some baseball free agency stuff. Um, I don't know if you've been following along. Um, Xander signs that 11-year deal. He leaves Boston. Boston's very angry here right now uh, with the Xander Bogart stuff. I've said from the start, I'm okay with letting him walk because he's 30 years old. But I know there's something to be said that if you had gotten this done, maybe – last season the price wouldn't have been as high as it is right now so what are your thoughts on that and some of these big signings in general that we're seeing right now judges deal stuff like that yeah i uh, i'm i'm of the opinion that i don't think i don't think the best way to build a baseball team is to pay that much money to a player i really Mm -hmm. don't um i mean i know tampa's tampa's not normal but you look how competitive they are every year with your payroll. They don't they don't do it with stars and names and and three hundred million dollar contracts. Mm. Baseball, I just don't think that's necessary. I think basketball, you need what two or three stars to win a title, and there's only five players at a time, and that's different. But um, I I really don't think that is the way to do it in baseball. Now, from a fan standpoint, you know, if you're a real fan, you get loyal to players. And is there a better guy than Xander? just a class act all this time it's it's too bad it's sad and i think that's very accurate dominic that i think people are critical of the red sox for not getting it done earlier yeah that's that's the way to do it and that's the way a lot of teams are doing it now mm-hmm. um i'll let you talk on this in a sec but i, I want to bring up you brought up the rays you know what i think is a even a better uh example though of this yeah the houston astros Right. They actually do not spend a ton of money and a lot of their guys they've let go. They seem to do things the right way. Now, I think the way to win is you need you need the guys. You need some superstars. You need those guys to rely on. I think a better idea sometimes, though, is just being aggressive. Halfway through a season when you're already in that push, pick up the big name, the big guy for the playoff run, as opposed to 
making sure you have to sign these guys for 10-year deals. I think doing things on the fly and being aggressive that way is probably a better way of doing it than dishing out 10-year deals worth $300 million. Exactly. And, 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 and the thinking would move. The thinking would go like this when you say that, Dominic, is you know if it's, if it's July 20th, you know if your team is good enough to compete for a title. Mm-hmm. So that's the time to go all out. I think that's, I mean, the Astros signed Verlander one year for that, right? You won a title. Mm-hmm. So, and you're right about the Astros, a great example. They've let superstars walk with Correa, gone. Springer, gone. Cole, gone. Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody has a farm system like they do. It's <laughs> the they produce arms, but, um, but um, they're a great example. Mm-hmm, exactly. I'll let you, Yaki Way reporter here. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is, I don't know if you guys heard about the offer that they made to the Red Sox made to Xander Bogarts last uh, spring training. It was, but it was, they, I don't know exactly the numbers, but I know it was a one year deal that they offered him. So they really, <laughs> they could not have ruined this probably any worse than they have. And then there was a, there was even reports that they were making progress with Xander before he signed that big deal. But honestly, when I saw, I think yeah, it was eleven years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That made me that made me feel a lot better because I you're right, Larry. When you look at these big contracts, uh, like uh, the the Padres come to mind with Tatis and Machado. Like they, <laughs> although I, they made some noise last year, they really haven't come close to a World Series. Correct. Uh, Dodgers with the Mookie Betts deal. They won that one World Series, but that was the weird COVID season. Other than that, they're not really that close since they got Mookie Betts. I also don't think Mookie seems as much of a superstar anymore. I think his I think he's been hurt a bit and his numbers. He, he's a high-end player, but I don't think other than that one year in Boston, his first year in L.A., I don't think he's been the what is it thirty million dollar man or whatever. No, and we've talked about several times how like you give these contracts out like no one. It's almost impossible <laughs> to really live up to these contracts for like 10, 11, 12, 13 years. It's they're not going to keep up those numbers. Mm-hmm. Trout's another one. I don't remember exactly how long it was. I think that was upwards of 12, 13 years. Great season last year, but he's injury prone. He's going to fall off. If you're lucky, you're going to get 10 seasons out of that of good Mike Trout numbers. And then he's going to probably fall way. I mean, I mean, he has a what is it? A congenital like what is it called? Shoulder. Oh, yeah, I know. That's the thing. Yeah. Or back issue now. So, I mean, that one's not healthy at all. You're right. No. No. The only one that's kind of worked out, I guess, is the Phillies one because of the Harper deal. And you just made that World Series. But I would say the other one that's ever worked out is Max Scherzer's contract uh, in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's about the only one. But no, a lot of these usually but don't work also, out. They had a situation where like one of their best players is Juan Soto. He was still on yeah. making no money. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Turner, I didn't think was making a huge amount of money for them. And also it also didn't work out most of the time. And then finally, at the end, it finally the stars kind of aligned to what was a weird season for them to win that title. And based on the teams that give them out, I guess the Phillies, Padres, and Angels, I guess it would be worth it for them to get one World Series mm-hmm. with a contract like that. Because mm-hmm. that it means a lot more to them, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, you, you talk about that Nationals team. Baseball is just so different. I mean, you look at the stars they had, Rendon leaving, and because Harper was already gone, and they, uh, and they lost some others. But I mean, they win a title because Howie Kendrick decided to go nuts in the postseason. A veteran yeah. guy, 
going on 60 years old or whatever. And baseball's just different like that. You just don't know who's going to, I mean, who's the first, the, the Red Sox won a title because of Steve Pierce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the best you can do is just build a, a roster to be lawn lasting a farm system and make sure you're in position at least for this kind of stuff. I call it getting to the dance at least. So that's how I feel. Um, So some of these other things, I thought the Mets were smart to let DeGrom walk, but then they spend $86 million on Verlander, another 75 on the Japanese pitcher. I don't get it. They need offense here. You have Correa and Dansby Swanson still sitting out here. Where do you think they could end up going? I know the report in today is the Twins have made a massive offer to Carlos Correa within the last four hours. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, these two guys still on the market, Yankees searching, Dodgers searching. Mets want to spend money on pitching. They still need offense. I don't know where these two are going. Yeah, you know, um, um. I expect the Dodgers to sign somebody like Swanson. Um, what, what, is the, what is the Braves' plan if Swanson doesn't come back, you know? I, I don't know what their plan is. <laughs> I, I truly well, is don't. Grissom, is, is Grissom a shortstop or a second baseman? No, no, he's a second baseman. Yeah. So I – So well, wasn't Dansby a – Shortstop. Oh, he wasn't? Yeah, Ozzie Albies was a second baseman. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. My, yeah. I mean – I think that's the the plan is uh, maybe they could try and move Grisham to short. I, I never thought he was an elite defender, though. Um, yeah. Well, I, I don't think it would be a shock if Swanson ended up back there or he went to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't see the Yankees. I, I don't see the Yankees signing a shortstop unless they don't think any of their kids are ready yet. Is mm-hmm. Volpe another year? Yeah, another okay. year. Yeah. But I don't I don't see them getting him either. I, I think Correa goes to the twins, you know, the, yeah. the twins, the Mets, or the Dodgers. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, I heard the Dodgers mm-hmm. don't want Correa. Oh really? Of, well, yeah, I've heard that they don't they they have mixed feelings about offering him a contract because they think their fans won't like him because of <laughs> uh, you know the whole cheating scandal in mm. 2017 i think dansby's a better fit for the dodgers i think that one would make a little bit more sense i think if he doesn't end up back in atlanta i would see him in in la with the dodgers i could see that i would kind of like the red sox to maybe mm-hmm. pursue a shortstop mm. but probably just going to move story to uh short, short. Mm-hmm. but then like who's going to play second for the red sox then i don't know arroyo i, I like arroyo but he's not I want him to get a chance. I really do. Yeah, Arroyo? I, really, I mean, I like Arroyo. I just don't know if he's really an everyday player. We don't know. Maybe for sure. Hernandez. Right. Yeah. You might platoon it there. I mean, they brought in the Japanese outfielder, so I could see them platooning at the second base position a little bit. Oh, I mean, the rumor is they also way overpaid for him. I know. But like, you can't, you have no idea what the market value for anyone else is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. What's up with them on that? Uh, the last one out here, Carlos Rodon still sitting out here. Um, elite stuff. I mean, if you look at, you know, the Sabre metrics, you know, the advanced analytics, he's been arguably like the best pitcher, like in the game, at least one of the most lights out one over the last two years, 30 years old injury history, though. He's looking for a seven year deal. I don't know if he's going to get that done. I see him going somewhere in the AL East, though. I know the Yankees are interested. The Orioles have kicked the tires on it, and I could see the Blue Jays as well. Uh, thoughts on Carlos Rodon? <laughs> Um, I don't really have any, and, and uh, I lost some of what you said. Our connection's not that good here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It seems like 
it seems like Texas is interested in continuing to spend more money, you know? So <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see where Carlos ends up. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Uh I, I think yeah. the AL East just makes sense. Uh, he, he's got some big game experience, veteran. He's got that swing and miss stuff that you know the AL East GMs and front offices like because they play in such a high powered offensive division. Um, yeah. I think I think it makes a lot of sense, whether it be the Yankees or the Orioles. Because now the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays have made quite a quite a move in, in, in trading T. Oscar, and you hear the primary reason was they're just they're sick of being too right-handed, so they, <laughs> so they deal them away. And the guy they've added is certainly not an equal bat in Kiermaier, makes no. him because a great center fielder. But interesting, what Toronto's headed to, we'll have to see what's going to end up there. I think it was about freeing up some money too. I, I still yeah. think. They're going to spend some money here on pitching to try and fix some stuff before yeah. this is all said and done. Mm. Actually, well, actually, that was interesting when you said Carlos Rodon maybe to the Orioles, because I know we talked about that before, but we also, the Orioles said they were going to kind of make noise mm-hmm. this offseason, and they've they've been quiet. So far, yes. I've, I've, I forgot about them, actually. I forgot they were in position but to not, make moves. Right now, offseason. not a lot of teams have made noise. It kind of seems like the same two or three teams are the only ones making noise. I guess the Mets have made two signings: the Yankees signed Judge and the Padres. That's kind of been it so far. And the Rangers, of course. The Rangers, and the Rangers, that's true. Always the Rangers now. <laughs> yeah. Didn't the Rays do something? Oh, who knows what the Rays did? I thought they made the Rays. The Rays will do something that makes no sense to everybody else, but works out just fine. The Rays did sign somebody, um, Jesse, and I can't remember who it was. I, I, I remember they did something. I didn't it was like one, big because you it know was it, was one, it was Rays. It was Rays worthy, but they did. Something. It was big for them. Yeah, yeah. I forget. <laughs> I forget who it was, and they traded. They traded the first baseman, who everybody loves, to the Pirates. So yes, yeah. I mean Houston did make a big move. They they signed Jose Abreu. Um, but anyway, I think let's move on to the college football talk here. Um, let's start with the with the playoff here. I'm not usually one who's all into the playoff that much. I think, especially the first round, I think there's usually a lot of blowouts. I think we got two really good matchups on hand this year. Um, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about TCU, Michigan. Um, I hope their talent's good enough to play them tough. We'll see, but um, it, it could be, there could be two great games. Because um, some people don't think Ohio State can play with Georgia. Mm. Yeah, you know, I disagree as much as I I was critical about Day in the Michigan game. Uh, I think you were critical. <laughs> I know. I think you give that much time to prepare. I I know what Georgia did offensively against LSU in that in that one game. I still don't think Stetson Bennett is all that special and I don't think I still think their offense sometimes can get a little bit lost. I agree. I think yeah. Ohio State has the ability to stretch the Georgia defense in ways that Georgia hasn't been stretched yet with, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., C.J. Stroud. They can run the football. There's NFL talent all over that roster, and you give a month to prepare and this much motivation, I think it's going to be a hell of a game. And that, that month time should give um, – that should give the Buckeyes time to get um, the running backs uh, healthy, Henderson and, um, and the other one. Both of them are very good, as yes. you know. So this should give them time to get healthy. So, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I, I um, yeah, I'm, I'm picking. I'm picking Ohio State to win it all. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm, and I'm an OSU hater, but I, I just, I just have, I just have a feeling that they're getting the second life, the second mm. chance. And I guess. I guess. And you know what? 
and pressure and momentum and all this kind of stuff. It means so much in college football because we're talking 19, 20, 21 year old kids. Exactly. For a whole month, Georgia is just hearing about how amazing they are. They're going to come into this game with all the pressure on them trying to repeat. Ohio State's playing with house money. And that, that blowout, I still think that was the flukiest blowout I've ever seen. Yeah, it got away from them at the, at the very State, end. I mean, they played almost a perfect first half. They were really good. And then a couple of big plays happened, and they got away. It was, uh, it was I don't know, you can't explain what happened, but we shall see. Looking forward to the games, and um, and uh, I'd love to see TCU play Michigan tough. So now I, I want to touch on the Michigan Ohio State game because we're just yeah. talking about that playoff. Yeah, I know you disagreed with some of the things I said. I wanted you to articulate on what you thought I I missed there on the Michigan and Ohio State game. You want me to do what? Talk about what I missed on. Because, you know, I, I said oh, it's a lack of physicality. Oh, yeah. I think, um, um, I just think it, it was big play-itis. It was just crazy, those long runs and the things that happened. Because I watched I watched the first half really carefully. Every play I watched carefully. And I made this comment as you're watching the game. I go, you know, Ohio State's not leading by much. And they probably... At one point, I made a comment. They probably won 40 out of the 50 plays from scrimmage in this game. You know, mm-hmm. they're really controlling the ball um, on both on both sides. Michigan could not run the ball at all. And then Michigan ends up with 300 yards rushing again. It's, um, it's just, I think it was a fluke. I really think that was a fluky half. Mm-hmm. And, it we'll was a little, and it was a little about what the defensive scheme was for Ohio State. Well, that's right. And again, Dominic, we were watching that first. We were watching that first half when I'm third and long. Michigan has no luck doing anything. Um, the Buckeyes are putting pressure on on uh, McCarthy without blitzing, and he calls for the for the all out blitz, leaves the cornerback alone, and it ends up with, with a long touchdown. Turn the game around. Mm-hmm. I, I you know? completely, it completely did. And it looks like that's Leonard style, which is kind of exciting. Mm. But um, and again. I don't we can blame the coach for calling it, but again, I think a quarterback's gotta know in that defense, he has one job, right? Mm-hmm. Let him catch the ball and then tackle him. That's yeah. <laughs> no. And uh, he kind of went for the interception and and before you know it, you're lining up for an extra point. So <laughs> exactly it's gotta, drive, it's gotta drive coaches crazy when that it it, it does, but uh... <laughs> and, and, it comes back to these defensive backs at 19, 20 years old. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you probably should, you should plan for that a little bit more on your coaching calls on your defensive calls, but right. it is what it is. Um, let's talk about the two big hires, Dion Sanders to Colorado, Hugh freeze to Auburn. Let's talk Dion and Colorado first. Your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, um, I'm not a big Dion fan. I, I don't go for motor mouths, <laughs> but um, boy, he's got a lot of energy. He's already out there recruiting. Um, it's probably for where, for where Colorado was and what their opportunities were to move forward. It was probably a smart move to hey, let's roll the dice, go a different avenue, let's go with this guy, and um, and see what happens. And it looks like it's going to be really exciting. He's off to a good start. I've heard good things about his organizational skills and, and things like that. So um, 
I think it's going to be good, good for college football, and it'll be good to see Colorado get back into uh, being competitive again. Mm-hmm. And they should be. People forget how good they were. Mm. Yeah, they, they used to be. I, I know Boulder and that college, it is an attractive place for recruits. It's a very nice lifestyle. Yeah, and for communists as well. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's, it is an attractive place to go to school. Um, I, oh, I have yeah. no, I think he will, I think Colorado has been so bad for so long. They needed a splash kind of hire someone who he himself is going to just get high level talent to come there because it's who he is, his presence. Yeah, I know these coaching hires is so interesting. You just don't know uh, what's going to happen. And, and, um, you know, we're getting a lot of, a lot of different reviews on the different ones across the board. You're probably going to go over them. Um, I think Dion is, is a, is a winner. Colorado and fickle, obviously in Wisconsin, everybody loves that. Mm-hmm. But then there, there was some, um, there were some that people are not happy with, and, and that would be a, a minor one going down to to UAB, where people don't understand the, the Trent Dilfer hire at all. I mean, he he did a great job with the high school team. Um, he's played in the NFL. He has NFL connections. Uh, it was Lipscomb Academy he coached at. Did a wonderful job there for years. Um, I think also with the NIL and the recruiting stuff, I think they think he's got a direct line to Fox Sports. Uh, you know, national. I mean, he's on national talk shows all the time. Right. So Good point. I, I we'll think that's. Chance. Yeah. I think that's what they're thinking. Yeah. I know it's off to a bad start. They they say that um, morale is not is not good down there in Birmingham. They weren't mm-hmm. too thrilled with that move, and. Um, We'll see. We'll give him some time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing with Dion right here is yeah. you, you have to think there's going to be a big adjustment here from a staff standpoint, right? He's bringing a lot of the Jackson state staff. I mean, that's a massive jump. We talked about that. Yeah. Look, lower, lower one double a right caliber ball uh, to the pack 12. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's a massive jump indeed. And, and mm-hmm. so that, that's the one thing about the Dion thing here in Colorado that does give me pause and yeah. make me think if it goes wrong, I think that's probably why. Yeah. Could and be interesting. Yep. I, I know a lot of those guys are his friends and they've been with him for a while. So it'll be interesting to see too, if it starts to go South in two years, is he willing to make changes on the staff? Good point. Yeah. yeah. Of course, he's, he's been bold there, too, going out and getting um, Coach Lewis from Kent State, who's turned that program around mm-hmm. with a great offense. In, in an unusual move, Lewis has given up his head coaching job at Kent State to go and be the offensive coordinator for Dion. So, yeah, that, that was a head scratcher. Yeah, it was. It was. But Dion is, Dion is, I mean, whether you like him or not, he is the son. Everything sort of just gravitates around him. If you're the Colorado AD and you're sitting in a room to make a decision, are you leaning toward giving the job to Dion or offering it to Rule? Dion. Okay, good. I know you've always been a kind of a Coach Rule fan. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And and I think I, I thought he should have gotten a better job than Nebraska. I don't know why he took that one. Um, I think he should have waited out a little longer for a better one, but. Yeah, I know. I, with the NFL as big it is, it was such a disaster in Carolina. And Matt Rule is someone you bring in um, when you need. He's a he is a program builder, 
I think Colorado has a lot of things in place. They've they've spent money on the facilities and stuff. They just need a shot of energy to at least get back some recruits who used to go there to go look at Boulder again. Okay. Okay. You know? Yep. Matt Rule belongs in the boring city, slow rebuild, like that kind of stuff to me. It's funny that you said you wouldn't hear you wouldn't have heard this a long time ago. Um, but you said when I asked you about Rule, you said you thought he would have got a better job than Nebraska. Who would have thought we'd ever hear that? I know, I know. It is crazy to think that. But you know, I, I thought I thought if Venables is indeed one and done, if Oklahoma had made that change. I thought that would be a place for Rule to just jump back in if he wanted to go back. But I just thought he could have held out a little longer and done something better. But it is what yep. it is. Yep. Um, Fickle in Wisconsin. What What do you think? I love it. <clears throat> yeah, I do too. Um, everybody loves it. It's going to be um, – it's just a perfect fit. It's uh, – he, he looks like a Wisconsin guy. Um, and he's got such a good reputation. You never hear a negative thing about him. Mm-hmm. Perfect job with that program at Cincinnati. Good blue collar type uh, uh, program all the time, which is Wisconsin. And um, I think it's a spark they needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they should be back. I, I think so too, within a year or two. I like he brings the physical football still. I mean, Cincinnati ran the ball. They, they cared yeah. about the O-line and all that. <clears throat> but with a little bit of a shot of a modern twist on the offense, at least to bring it up a little bit further into the, uh, you know, 21st century. I'm wondering if his quarterback at Cincinnati, and I think his name is Bryant and he's a pretty good player. I think, I think he could be a grad transfer. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of, I was assuming he's going to go to Wisconsin. I think we'll he will. See. I, I think he will. Yeah. Yeah. As you know, Mertz is already gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so lastly, let's talk about the USC Utah thing. Now, I can I can think two things at once. Lincoln Riley has done an amazing job. When he took over this team at USC, they only had one even NFL even caliber prospect on the O-line or D-line. I mean, up front they were a mess. So, what he's done was a, he's done a great job in turning around this program. I thought this team would have at least two or three losses. I never thought they would even be in position to make the playoff. However, um are we we've seen before right like you need to be physical and you have to play real defense if you want to win the playoff (laughs) and win a college football title i'm not blaming him for this terrible defense these aren't his guys however it doesn't seem that they were coached up and got any better here late in the season and he has no track record of being able to do that at usc i have no doubt he will bring in the best running back wide receiver quarterbacks I don't know if he's able to recruit high-level defensive talent or even coach it up. Well, yeah, if you had to answer that question at this point in his career, you'd say no. I mean, he had quite a few years at Oklahoma where it was offense, 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 points, 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 Heisman trophies. But their defense, it was brutal. It was Mm -hmm. brutal. Even when they made the playoffs, they had uh, they had defensive teams that were very weak. And now, um, you know, you go to USC. Of course, he deserves more time than than he than this one uh, than one year to turn it around. But but you said I mean, expect him to get better during the year. So by the time you get to the Pac-12 title game against Utah, you, you, you're tackling better. 
keeping the plays in front of you, not letting things get out of hand. And that was not that was not the case in that on that Friday night in Las Vegas. It was really embarrassing. Yeah, it was it was pretty awful. It was one of the worst yeah. halves of defensive football I've ever seen. Utah, 223 yards rushing. They averaged almost eight yards a play. Yeah. I mean, you had a bunch of kids had no clue on what angles to take when making t- tackles in the secondary. It was really, it was, it was really comical. <laughs> and and I know what to be said is um at USC, he could bring in even higher talent than he could at Oklahoma, and that would include maybe defensively. He'll take some of those guys that go to the SEC schools and get them out to USC. Um, but I have a track record here, and until I see it, I don't know if I believe that Lincoln can build a defense that is capable he's, of winning gonna, a college football title. He's going to have to show it. He's going to have to show it, yeah. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what next year brings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so finishing up here, the final couple of minutes, is there anything that uh, you want to bring up here, whether baseball, college football, or anything like that? Let's see. Um, well, no, I just wanted to um, um, pretty much listen to what you guys have to say. If I follow on all your NFL picks, you guys uh, are experts on the NFL every week. So I'm trying to learn a little bit from you guys. Um, we said the Tennessee Titans were a good team a few weeks ago. We, we're not that we're not that smart. You're not? Oh, come on. Um, I did notice a little bit I watched yesterday. It was um, a good day in South Carolina. The, the, the Panthers was a victory. Shy mm-hmm. Smith, the ex-Gamecock, with his first touchdown. And J.C. Horn had an interception, another ex-Gamecock. So it was a good day down here for, for Carolina people. So. Yes, and, it was. And it's nice just to see him, Donald, get a win. Um, mm. I thought the Baker Mayfield story was great this week. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was a great story. The Brock, the Brock Purdy story is the thing about the Purdy thing, Dominic, is I don't know if you remember, but he's another quarterback. It happens so often. Veteran quarterbacks who I say veterans, they get multi years as starters in college. Mm-hmm. He's another guy, you remember Ohio State, very highly regarded at the end of his career there. He had a very disappointing, I thought, senior season mm-hmm. with the Cyclones, you know? He did. And and now this story, I, I love the term Mr. Mr. Relevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be one of the funniest things in sports. So. Yeah. Good for the NFL. I, I, you know, I, I think that in his senior year at Iowa State, they had lost quite a few guys that they had had the year before. Yeah. And they just weren't going to be able to sneak up on anybody either. That's true. Yeah. You know? They had had some big wins already in his time yeah. there. They had upset some people. He was a four-year starter. So I think that was part of it, too. I mean, you have a team that was still less talented than most of the teams it was going up against. Um, and like I said, no one was going to take him lightly anymore. Right. True. But I, I, I think Purdy is going to work here for a good amount of time in San Francisco. Um, he's He's smart, four-year starter, plenty of snaps. Kyle Shanahan doesn't ask his quarterbacks to do a ton. Just stay on script and do what I tell you, and I will make sure the play calling and the players around you are good enough that it'll work, and it works. What are his looking at the highlights? Um, his physical skills is he is, is he have a below average arm? He looks a little a below small average, and, below yeah. average, but he's got but he's got but he can move. Okay, and that helps Kyle because Kyle's a very inventive play caller. He'll like now that he can move, do the bootleg stuff, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, so too bad about the Debo injury. It looks like 
high ankle sprain, takes a month maybe to, to heal. So maybe we'll be back for the playoffs. Mm. Hopefully, and, hopefully. But there's plenty around that, even that Ayuk, McCaffrey, Kittle. So they'll be okay. Yeah, I get. But you know what? Another thing about the, you know who's a very good player, and I just found out he's on IR, is, is the running back Mitchell. Elijah's a very good back. Yes, he is. And but, he's hurt again. The poor guy gets hurt all the time. I know. I mean, the Niners have problems staying healthy. They play such a physical brand of football. Did you yeah. watch the Chargers in Miami? I watched the first half. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, and uh, Collinsworth was in love with them, with Herbert. And, you know, Herbert did play really well. And they, they kind of controlled that game. And, and your friend Tua did not have a lot of fun. No, on one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I mean, they're, they're ranked near the bottom. No Bosa, no Derwin James, and you want to give do you want to give Tua credit for he called that that special play the Dolphins have where you, you just fumble the ball and look the other way while Tyreek picks it up. I think oh, Tua he... called the Tua call. <laughs> yeah, just like McDaniel's drew it up. Oh yeah, yeah, just like just like he drew it up. If you saw, so actually NFL uh, memes on Instagram had a picture. I don't know if I showed you it. And Tua was running with Tyreek and pointing, and they go, Tua made that play happen. He pointed Tyreek in the right direction. <laughs> well, I have another question about that game. If somebody doesn't, I haven't, that was my first time seeing the Dolphins head coach, which is the Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Yeah. He came from Minnesota, did you say? Where, where did he used to coach? No, San Francisco. Oh, was he the OC there? Mm hmm. Okay. What is he like? He looks a little different. <laughs> he is different. He's he's a funny dude. He's uh kind of really dry, like sarcastic humor. Yeah, pretty, that's what I saw the interview before the game. Yeah, yeah. He's a. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was watching another baseball thing where we get more Harvard guys getting involved, but but he's a good football guy. Then oh, I mean, he's smart. His X's and O's, oh. play calling. I you know now that they're on this, they're not playing as well. This is where the leadership stuff comes in. Can he be that kind of guy um, as opposed to just a smart X's and O's guys? We'll see. Yeah. But did you watch the, did you watch the game last night? Who, Jesse? The oh, both of you. Oh, yeah, I watched it. Yeah. I think you were watching yeah. the Bruins. Oh, yeah, I was flipping back and forth, and I mostly watched the Bruins last night, but I saw it. Hmm. I didn't actually see the fumble play live. I didn't get uh. to see that master class <laughs> of um, – play calling but uh i did see a replay of it so yeah i mean it's true to a really i mean that point was textbook uh the hand the handoff was to perfection he did his job on that play uh, what do you did you enjoy do you enjoy collinsworth i really enjoy him i like collinsworth yeah i, I love when collinsworth does game he really he i mean he'll point out a player then i'll follow to see if it's you know if, if he's exaggerating but the kid Wilkins from Clemson on a defensive line from Miami. What you see, I assume he makes all pro every year. He looked awfully good. He's an animal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, he is an animal. But uh, are, are we are we ready with, with the Tua stuff yet? Do I have to keep this going? Or are, are, are we no, we're ready? Oh yes. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> all right. Larry, have a have a have a great rest of your day down there and uh I hope you're enjoying the weather because it's pretty brutal here right now. <laughs> a little chilly? Uh, yeah. What's, well, the, the key, what, what's going to be the temperature for the wasabi bowl on Saturday? Do you know? I, I refuse to look. Okay. I'm going? just going to tell myself I'm going to have a good time. Are you going? Yeah, I'm going. 
All right. Is Jesse going? No. Jesse's not going. Jesse doesn't care enough about college football. Do you want to sell? Are you going to sell programs outside the game at Fenway? Yeah. yeah. No. Do you, know, do you know who's coaching the Louisville Cardinals for that game? Oh, crap. I saw recently and now I forget. <laughs> yeah. Who? Dion Branch. He'll be the really? coach for Saturday. <laughs> wow. That's pretty yeah. cool. I like that. I'm yeah. going to be rooting for, I'll, I'm a, I'll root for Louisville now. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, Larry. Have a, uh, have a great Thank rest you of your day. You guys keep up the good work. Thank you. All Thanks right. for calling in and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And thank you once again to Larry Lorenzano for calling in from South Carolina. Always, always a pleasure when he comes on the show. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't appreciate the, uh, the reminding me that it's going to be cold uh, at Fenway. Uh-huh. You know, I, I want to just pretend that it's going to be lovely weather for this fall college football game. But you go to a baseball game. I'm going to a baseball. You're right. You're, I'm going to a baseball game. Uh, you know, I'm going to be looking for Xander Bogarts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he'll be there, but bro, you should walk around to all the staff and be like, "I'm looking for Xander. <laughs> I'm is looking, Xander here? Is Xander here? Uh, uh-huh. You know, I heard he'd be here." <laughs> all right. With that, we are going to take a break, guys. And when we come back, we're going to call in the fat lady here going over some NFL teams on the bubble. Stick with us, guys. And we are back. Now we're past. Uh, what week was this? 11? 12? No. 15. Like 15. Uh, 14, actually, I think it was. Yeah, week 14. Yeah, so we're significantly into this season. Now, I don't know exactly. This may be a halfway point segment. But with, with this whole extra week that we have in the NFL, like what are we up to, week 20? Yeah. Uh, with games. It's all out of whack. It takes forever to anyone get eliminated. Shout out to the Broncos for getting eliminated yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna play call on the fat lady. You know, we're gonna call. We're gonna call the the opera singer. We're gonna ask, is it over? Mm-hmm. You know, she's singing. She's yes. singing about these teams. We got six contestants here today. We're gonna ask. We're gonna figure out. Is mm-hmm. it over for them? Is there time, or are they just you know, dicking everyone around? <laughs> So, the right. first one, they won yesterday. Their new quarter, well, I guess not new, but new this season, mm-hmm. is 2-0. and Are the Carolina Panthers, are they hearing a song, or is there still stuff to do? No, I don't think it's, I do not think the fat lady is singing on the Carolina season. The AFC, I mean, the NFC South is awful. Tampa seems to be going in the wrong direction. Carolina beat them already and plays them again still. Now, it's a tough road here, but I feel like Carolina has really found an identity here the last couple of weeks. Haven't they won like three of the last six now? Um, they just, they're going to run the heck out of the football. They're going to be more physical than everybody else. And we've talked about this the last two years. They do have talent on the defensive side. So the NFC, it's not very good, 
Carolina does not have that tough of a road still here to go. And I believe they still have Atlanta and Tampa left on the schedule. So they ain't, I don't think they're making a wild card spot because they're sitting here at five and eight. <laughs> it's funny. They could still win the NFC South. And I think they have a very good chance to. So the fat lady is not singing on the Carolina Panthers just yet. Ah, okay. What do you, I mean, do you disagree? I, I mean, I get it, but I just, you know, Tom had his first loss, I believe, since his divorce. So he's, since, since Giselle left him, he's been doing well. Mm-hmm. So I, I still think he'll get in enough together to win that division. So I, I get it. They're still alive, mm-hmm. but. I, I I'm not as optimistic as you are about it. I mean, but sure, she's not singing. I don't think I don't think at the end of the day they're gonna do it. But I think there's a legitimate chance here that I don't want to sing on their season just yet. Okay. All right. DJ Moore needs to uh, contribute. I'm sure he does. All right. See about that ankle. Too. So now Jesse Caulfield. Hey. They have this team has really fallen off lately. I'm not shocked. I don't think you are either. Most people aren't. But. Is the fat lady singing on the Seattle Seahawks? I'm going to make sure I actually record this and don't take a picture. Hold mm-hmm. on. All right. Uh, I say she is not singing for the Seattle Seahawks yet. Now, it's close. I think she's on the stage because you're right. They've been really stumbling recently. However, they are the eighth seed out of they need to be the seventh. And the team right in front of them, well, there's two teams right in front of them, technically, because mm-hmm. uh, the Commanders and the Giants are tied. But it the wheels are really coming off for the Giants. So if if the Seahawks can right the ship a little bit, now it's going to be really hard next week because mm. you play the 49ers next week and then the Chiefs right after that. But you do end with the Jets and the, the Rams. So maybe the ending, I, I'm not optimistic, but... It's not quite over, mostly actually because of the Giants. I feel I don't I don't trust them, mm. and I feel like you can take that spot. But it's she's about to sing, mm. she's about to sing, but not quite. Um, I think, and you're gonna say this is just because fantasy, but it's not. I think their season is over if Kenneth Walker can't play next week and misses any more time because the minute they can't run the ball, like really effectively like they have. I mean, their offense was dreadful yesterday. The minute Geno doesn't have that running game, they can't move the football. So I don't think that they can survive even another week without Kenneth Walker. Mm. Well, I mean, do you think they're not winning with Kenneth Walker next week? Probably. Because it's the 49ers. I mean, you never know. The two teams know each other. Brock Purdy comes back down to earth a little bit. Niners are really feeling themselves after that one win. I mean, like I've said this many a time, desperation is a real thing in the NFL. Yeah. So, you know. Mm. I mean, I guess, but Mm. we'll see. Also, I'm going to change one of these we're going to go over. I guess no Debo. Because I forgot to put them in. Are, are the Giants in a playoff spot right now? Yes, they're the seventh. Oh, they are still the seventh? That's a wild to me. They're so yeah. bad. Okay, well, never mind. A, We're keeping it the way it is. All right. With that then, Jesse... Uh, no, I'm asking. Yes. You. Are. Yes. So our next team, uh, one of our favorite topics, one of our favorite guys, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Is it over for Green Bay? Mm-hmm. Should they just move on this season? Uh, yeah, I think the fat lady is singing on the Green Bay Packers season. I think it's been singing on the Green Bay Packers season. 
Aaron kind of looks checked out at times, like he doesn't want to be there. He has the thumb injury. Uh, they have to play the Vikings still again. They'll have to play the Detroit Lions at the end of the year. And the Lions are a team that is humming. They are rolling. And come that part of the season, Lions might still need that game to win to get into the playoffs. Packers sitting here at, what, 5-8 and eight right now? I don't see it. I think the, the fat lady is totally singing on the Green Bay Packers season. They're done. Mm. I, I got a real pushback on that one, to be honest. I didn't think so. Uh, I mean, they're getting better. <laughs> Christian Watson's looking really good. Yeah. <laughs> so, But I, I just don't see it. I think they have at least two losses still coming up on the schedule, and that puts them at 10 losses, so they're done. Oh, and there's another team we're going to talk about that is, uh, oh, definitely going to get in their way. Oh, yeah. So, Jesse, yeah. next one. It's not that team yet, though. No, it's not. We really, we really, uh, we really did not slow our roll on this team early in the <laughs> season, I, and I have to say they are a Jekyll and Hyde act. I don't think there's a much more of a roller coaster in the NFL than this team. Is the fat lady singing on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, e- I want to say yes because that's just how the Jaguars roll. However, there's a man here on that team that won't allow it. His name is Trevor Lawrence. Now. They're two games back in their division of one of our top five best teams. Did we both say four? I think we had them at the same at four. No, I think I had them at five. I thought we had the same. Maybe. Uh, whatever. Either way, they were in our top five teams, the Tennessee Titans. And since then, have looked terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, and now it's a little bit of a hard road You got for the Jaguars. You got the Cowboys next week. However... Their defense is banged up now, mm-hmm. and the Texans almost pulled it off. And if the Texans can almost pull it off, why can't you? Why can't Trevor Lawrence? I don't know. And then you got the Jets, the Texans. I think you should beat both of those teams. Mm-hmm. Jets maybe, you know, but we're better than we thought this year. Whatever. And then you got those Titans again. Now, it's hard. you got to make up who they beat already. They just beat their ass, son. Yeah. Uh, now you got to make up two games in that time period, so it's not looking good. However, Tennessee plays three of those same matchups. They play the Chargers next week. That's the different one. Chargers are a different team. Uh, Tennessee's tripping over the sounds. That looks good for the Chargers. Uh, then they play. Then they play the Texans. Tennessee plays the Texans. Probably a win. And then. Tennessee play then Tennessee plays the Cowboys. Maybe the defense is a little healthier then. Doesn't matter. They can't throw the ball. So I don't know. I like the Cowboys in that matchup better than I like the Cowboys against the matchup against the Jaguars. And then obviously the the media beginning of the season. So it's there. It is there for the taking. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. We'll see if the Tennessee keeps tripping over themselves. A lot is riding on Tennessee's shoulders. So I just can't say she's gonna sing. I want her to sing, because it's just the Jaguars and come on. I'm going to pull this crap off. But man, oh man, it's Trevor Lawrence, that dude. Mm. You know, people are saying like, oh, this is the, it's the new thing this year. Like, they're doing it for wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Oh, Stephon Diggs, he's him. Ste- uh, Justin Jefferson, he's him. Mm. No, he's not. Mm. Trevor Lawrence is him. <laughs> That's what it is. All right. All right, for the next one, make sure I get it correct. Oh, okay. I love, I love you just assumed I had no pushback. 
I don't though, so you're fine. No, no, <laughs> he's Trev- him. He's him. Trevor Lawrence. You're gonna push back against Trevor Lawrence. You can push back against the Jags all day. This problem, that problem. You know, your number one's Christian Kirk. The defense kind of sucks. Uh, uh, Peterson, there's. Uh, we, you know, we like him as a, to, as a fixer, fix him up coach. We don't like him as a coach that long term. Mm-hmm. That's just a stupid franchise. They constantly shoot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. But Trevor Lawrence was there, so <laughs> so it's okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, Dom. Mm-hmm. They had a bye week, mm. but some good things happened for them, and they have a new quarterback starting next week. Mm-hmm. So how's it looking for them Atlanta Falcons? So this is going to be the surprising one because I said Carolina's not done. I think the fat lady is singing on the Falcon season. What? I think they have some really bad matchups for them coming up. Now, they get the Saints. That should be a win, but they still have to play Tampa again at the end of the year, and I know Tampa's not good, but Tampa— But Brady is. But Tampa is a really bad matchup for the Falcons for whatever. Well, I mean, part of it is the run defense. They're a really bad matchup for the um, for the Falcons. Now, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Desmond Ritter just comes in here and is just awesome. But to me, if Desmond Ritter wasn't able to beat out Marcus Mariota for the job until this late in the season, even though how bad sometimes Marcus has looked, it tells me that I don't think Desmond Ritter is going to be the answer here either. Um I think they have one other game on that schedule. I'm trying to think of that they're going to lose. I just couldn't remember who it is. But it's the Buccaneers. It's the second matchup with the Buccaneers at the end of the year that really sticks out to me, uh, which they already lost to once already. I don't think they're winning that game. So I actually do think the fat lady is singing on the Atlanta Falcons season. I think they're done. Wow. That is that is a little odd. You, you're like, oh, Carolina's not done, but Falcons are done. Mm-hmm. At times, we even said that Falcons look pretty decent. I know. At times, they did. At times, they did. But mm. I think when Cor- you, once you Cordero get this, Patterson came back and once you get it, this late into the year, it doesn't matter how clever and stuff you are as a coach. Like at some point, if your offense isn't that good, you're not going to be able to fool people anymore. A lot of the teams that you've watched, they've maybe even seen you once already in the year, and even if they haven't, there's so much film of your team on tape, you're not able to fool people anymore. And the Falcons were fooling people for a while, I think. But I think it's uh, you know that's where we're at, and and you know the Panthers to me they they got they can they beat the Bucks already they got the Saints at the end of the year and they have a winnable game here coming up with the Steelers so I, I don't think the Panthers are done I think Atlanta is though so do you have anything to say? Uh no not really. Uh, so they have uh, at New Orleans then at Baltimore home against the Cardinals home against the Buccaneers. Okay. I think. They'll, I think at Baltimore, they'll still lose. Especially since Baltimore will still be playing for the playoff, their playoff lives. I'm sorry. Arizona at Atlanta, to me, is an interesting matchup because it means that it's in a dome, which is perfect for Kyler and that offense. And they've got Marquise Brown back. Like, the Cardinals are getting pieces back. They're actually, they're, they're one of the, they're kind of a sharp guy play tonight against New England. They, I didn't bet it, but I know Vegas loves the Cardinals tonight. They are, but the more people they get back, the more they're fighting with each other on the sideline. Eh, that's true. So we'll so, see who it is this week. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who Kyler uh, snaps at this week. Okay. Anyway, so final one. Yeah. Jesse. <clears throat> God, I love this team. <laughs> they're so entertaining. And they're good now. Have they won three in a row? Oh, you're spoiling it. Uh, I'll tell you in a second. No. Anyway. Two of the last three. Because okay. uh, that third game was the Bills. Oh, yeah, duh. All right, so. With that, is the fat lady singing on the Detroit Lions season? 
Oh, oh God, hell no. Mm-hmm. This is here's the thing: the lions are the actual reason why the fat lady is almost about to sing for the Seahawks, and they're one ahead of them. Oh, yeah, I think the lions will make it. It's not about the Giants. It's about the Lions. That's what it's really about. And oh man, their end of the season, their last four games, pretty, pretty. Let's hit record first. It's um, pretty. Lions, and they're not singing about the Lions. We, we didn't mess that up right there. Of course, she's not singing about the Lions. That last four games in New York against the Jets, mm-hmm. in Carolina against the Panthers, mm-hmm. home against the Bears. Home or in Green Bay, those are winnable games. Oh yeah, they those are. Those are winnable games. And although they haven't won three straight, they've won one, two. They've won five of the last six. Mm. So yeah, they're actually Dan Campbell mm. has got them clicking on all cylinders. Son, mm. that offense is back to being pretty lethal with Jared Goff. They got a, a two-headed monster in with running backs with D. Swift mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Williams there, Jamal Williams. The other Williams mm-hmm. uh, is back now. First reception in the league is a touchdown pass, which no one covered him. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're hot right now. The door is open. It, it Come on. This is – despite the fact that they have to jump two teams, at least one between the Commanders and the Giants – and then the Seahawks, but like I still feel it's theirs for the taking. Oh, I do. Too. I think the Lions. Are, you said the door is open. I think the Lions are going to kick it down. Yeah, one of those teams. They I think beat, they're going to get the seventh spot. One of those teams they beat was the Giants a few weeks ago. Nice. And the so. Giants and Commanders are playing each other still. Yes. Yes. So. They play next week. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: the Giants have the Commanders, the Vikings, mm-hmm. who are stumbling over themselves, but still supposed to be a good team. Mm-hmm. The Colts. Jeff Saturday. <laughs> Is giving teams unnecessary fits. Mm-hmm. Don't think he's a good coach. Can't win games, but for some reason teams don't do well against him for the first three quarters, mm. and then they end with the Eagles. Mm. Maybe won't have a reason to play. If they do, mm. I like the Eagles. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so that has been calling the fat lady, but the Lions. I want to. I want to just touch something real quick here. You know they have the Rams pick. Yeah, they do. What do you do? Because we've seen Goff make a Super Bowl when you surround him with high-end talent. Yeah. I don't think this is – there's there's a multiple quarterbacks in this draft, but I don't think they're all A-plus prospects. I don't know. I, I oh. think you could – I think you could think about maybe just trying to build this team up around Jared. Well, you're right. Like, Jared, you've already made your money. We're not, you're not, we're not, we're not going to pay you anymore. Realize what you need. We got cheap talent everywhere, and we got a top three pick. Let's go get another game changer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see what you're saying because you're right. Jared Goff has made a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Rams made a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, but the Rams won a Super Bowl after screwing Goff over and trading him away. So, I think what you need to do is screw him over and draft a quarterback. Uh, I, I don't know. But if you you can at least sit him down and be like, "Do you want a ring?" Sit down and shut up. Yeah. Or you can go play for some other loser team. Yeah. I don't know. I bet the Jets would take you. Probably. But if I was Detroit right now, I don't think I'd take a quarterback. I bet Brian Dable would take you. I don't think he would. Over over Danny Dimes? I don't know if there's a Who would you rather have? Goff. Yeah. But I don't think it's a massive difference. No. 
Not massive. And Goff makes more money than Daniel. Yeah, but... Yeah. So, no. but, he, but I think... He's uh, better. He's better. He, he is better. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. If I was Detroit, I don't think I'd draft a quarterback. I think I... I either trade the pick if there's a team that's desperate for a quarterback and is going to be their first round pick and maybe another pick or something. Or I, I just take a difference game making play. Cause I mean the Rams, I mean, we're talking Detroit might have the third or fourth pick. Here's what you do. You call San Diego, excuse me, Los Angeles chargers. And you'd be like, Hey, you want that third pick? They'll probably be like, yeah. And we're like, all right, do you want Jared Goff? And be like, we have a quarterback. And be like, what do you think I'm offering for that third pick? Give us Herbert. We'll give you Goff. You get a third pick with it. I don't think they would ever do that. I don't know. I think I think you're way out of line. <laughs> I think you're way out of line, Emmanuel Acho. No. I think Emmanuel Acho is the only one who would do that. Because <laughs> he'd be like, oh, Goff, Goff's better. You know, Jerry Goff's a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. But, like, <laughs> listen, Herbert is better, but... Dude, Herbert, stop. Herbert is, a, you is can potentially pick... be a top-five quarterback in this league. Well, what's their pick going to be? Who? The Chargers. I don't know. Do they even have it? No. Mid-tier. Yeah, but you're not going to do... Even, they they're don't... Not gonna, no, you're not going to do that. Stop it. Stop don't it. Don't the Bears have it? Get out of here. You're smoking crack. I'm pretty sure the Bears have So, like, you don't even have a first-round pick. Dude, they're not. And you're mediocre. They're, I think they're mediocre only because of coaching. Mostly. I mean, I, mean, I, would, like their, I would like their wide think, receivers to be able to stay healthier. You think that defense is actually good? That defense? Yeah. I think it should be better than what it's coached to be. Mm, I don't know. Although Miami certainly looked like it made it look like it was elite. Well, Tua made it look like it was elite. Exactly. <laughs> Tyreek Hill ran all over that thing. That's true. All right. <laughs> anyway, you're 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 on one right now. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the surprising news that did happen last week. Hey, Larry said I'm an expert. Yeah, the Titans, <laughs> the Titans, who are a winning team, number one seed in the playoff last year, fired their GM John Robinson. What are we thinking? This is is this performance, or is this a power play by Mike Vrabel? You think Mike Vrabel? Yeah. What do you think he went up there and be like, you need to fire this dude? Well, I think Vrabel wants more say in personnel. Ah. Uh. Potentially. I don't know. I'm just saying that's the there there are two things to think. Now, I, I looked at some of the stuff, right? Now they have built a decent team, though I think that's mostly because of coaching from Vrabel. Uh he has made a few big mistakes. Um, the AJ Brown trade looks awful right now, and it really it was funny they fired him right after the Eagles game when Brown torched them. Well, like so that has not worked out at all. They paid Ryan Tannehill way too much money, and that's one of the reasons why they had to move off Brown. And also, they have not drafted that great the last two years. They've whiffed on many a higher pick, but usually you don't see winning teams and playoff teams fire their GM. No, but what's the thing? Like oh. AJ Brown torches them and then they fire their GM. You don't think that played a role? Oh, I think it definitely did. It's like, man, wish we had one of those guys. <laughs> Too bad we can't afford them. Mm. And they can't because they paid Derrick Henry a ton of money, which I think is fine because their offense runs through Henry. But then they paid Tannehill all that money, and that that was the killer. Yeah, like you got to realize well, that 
He's the I highest. have A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, a great coach in Vrabel. I can assert another quarterback very quickly who's going to be at or around the same level as Tannehill and they'll have success. What I can't do is pay Tannehill like he's a top five quarterback in this league. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. And well, that's what the cap hit is. He's a massive cap hit. And I wanted, I don't remember at the time what I thought of that deal. I, I don't really, that I don't really remember thinking really much of it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked Ryan Tannehill back then. I've, I've always said, like, even when he was in Miami, I'm like, listen, he's a slightly above average quarterback. Now, in his older age, I don't think he is anymore. He doesn't move like he used to. But when he first went to Tennessee, I'm like, all right, this looks good. But yeah, you just you paid him like he was a somebody, mm. and he's just Ryan Tannehill. He's just Ryan Tannehill. No, exactly, exactly. So, but what do you think this is? Do you think it is performance based, despite the fact that the team has done well, or do you think this is Vrabel in a power play? I like you got to give me something to think it was Vrabel, though. I mean, we've seen coaches do this kind of stuff before. And like I said, no matter what you think about some of those deals, he's still built a team that's making the playoffs, the GM. Yes. But again, like, if I'm going to say, like, oh, I think Vrabel, like, here's the thing. I think it's performative. Mm -hmm. But unless you give me something, like, oh, there was a rumor. Even you say, like, oh, there was an article that just said a rumor that uh, him and uh, Vrabel didn't agree they just bought it heads and i'll be like, all right mm-hmm. there's some uh, there's some value in that there's a there's a i can see how you get to the like well maybe he said something maybe he wants um his thing maybe he didn't even say something maybe he's just now being like give it to me come on mm-hmm. give it to me. they like me uh i know what i'm doing uh but i i don't i don't see it being brable trying to undermine okay. the gm i think it's just like you know maybe it was even emotional which i wouldn't agree with because like oh just watched AJ Brown, our former player, torch us. I'm I'm the owner. I'm really pissed about that. I'm just gonna fire my GM. If it was that, I also don't agree with that. No, I definitely don't. But I'm leaning more towards that. Maybe. I just uh, I'm just oh, AJ Brown. You're fired. Maybe. Maybe. But like, it, I feel like it was at least coming. It was probably discussed. They're like, all right, because especially out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't. We picked the Jaguars. Well, we, first we picked the Colts, and the league. Then the season started. We picked the Jags to win that division, mm-hmm. and then kind of suddenly we're like, "Oh, Tennessee's really good, top five team." And then they're like, "Watch this." Um, but I assume it's been talked about several points this this year. Mm. We're like, "Oh man, we're in deep with this mediocre quarterback." Yeah. So I looked at the numbers. There, it was a four year contract worth 118 million. Tannehill's yes. So that's $30 million a year. Nice. That's not... Good for Ryan. I bet his wife is hot. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. Good for Ryan, not good for John Robinson. She's blonde and, and the I Tennessee Titans. I think you're thinking of Stafford's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got one, too. What? He's got one, too. Come yeah, on. Yeah. They all have the same wife. You know, Stafford's, Stafford's wife's it's, a keeper, though. It's Did like, you see that Stafford threw a... Last year, threw a slice of pizza at someone who was uh, his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Yo, that's a keeper right there." Sure. <laughs> well, like, here's the thing. It's like, um, it's like that picture that I see every year around Thanksgiving time, of like, uh, uh it's all the Hallmark women for the Christmas movies, mm-hmm. and they are all just these white blonde women that look the same. 
Those are all quarterback wives. Yes. They're just the same person. I mean, except for Brady's. Brady's was, uh, you Brady, know, yeah, right. Brazilian. Brady is, he transcends. Well, you know, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, right. He got an exotic. I, I think I think Brady's probably thinking he should have just gone with the quarterback wife. Maybe. I think, I think, quiet. No one I think you're going to see the next one's going to be the quarterback wife. Maybe. And with that, that takes us <laughs> to our Tommy report. So, who's this new woman, Dom? <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. I'm, I refuse to talk about that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, though I heard he does have one, actually. I bet he's had one for a little while. Um, anyway, so Brady and the Bucks get embarrassed on primetime television uh, by the 49ers. By Mr. Irrelevant. By Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, 35-7. to seven. Uh, Brady threw two picks. I believe he was 31 of 55. And, you know, a lot of this year, I have said it's not Tom's fault. And I still don't really think it is, but... Tom looked washed on Sunday yesterday. He looked done. He looked old. And I'm going to say this. I don't think that he is completely washed. I think the 45-year-old man who's been asked to throw the ball almost 50 times a game because the Bucks can't run the ball. I mean, they put up the stats when the game started. They're 32nd in the league in rushing. What the heck? So you're asking a 45-year-old quarterback to carry your team and throw the ball 50 times a game? No wonder Tom, now here in week 15 or week 14 or whatever it was, starting to look a little tired and a little aged. I would expect that. I don't think Tom is completely done. But I think Tom's reality now is, though, is he does need quite a bit of help. He needs a, uh, he need, he can't just do an average O-line or below average. It's got to be a good O-line. And you can't have the worst rushing freaking team in football. So to me, if Tom wants to keep playing... There's really only one location. It's San Francisco. Because you can't tell me that at 45 years old, the culture, the experience, all the know-how, the new little things that Brady will bring to the team doesn't mean a lot. It's the kind of stuff that can get a team over the hump to win a Super Bowl. However, at 45 years old, he's going to need quite a bit of help. I think San Fran, if he wants to continue playing to me, San Francisco is pretty much the only location left that I think makes sense for Tom. Um, New England makes no. sense for Tom. No, he can't do it here in New England. Cole Strange. We will do not have him. the. We do not have the O line. We don't have the weapons. Cole it'll, Strange. It'll be will similar. Him. To, it'll be similar to Tampa. No, Cole Strange will. Now we won't ask him to throw fifty-five times though a game. Forty-five times. <laughs> now we like to run the ball. Yes, Ramondre Stevenson's pretty good at that. Um, but what do you think? Do you think he's? Do you think I'm wrong? Do you think he's completely done? No. Okay, thank Come you. Come on. Like he did. He and doesn't listen, have a stupid family to took after. Anymore. And like, listen, he looked bad on Sunday. He underthrew some guys. He missed some stuff. I think he's like just sick he of it. himself was. Oh, I do think he's definitely sick of it. A hundred percent. It's game after game of like, hey, you want to win this one? Well, you're down 14. Maybe it's the fourth. Come back. <laughs> Go be and, and like I said, 50 times a game he's asked to throw at 45 years old behind what is right now with all the injuries a at best average offensive line. Do you think he wants to make the playoffs? I don't know if he even does. So yeah, just get get me out of here. Get me out of. I do think he. I think he wants out now. Yeah, I could see. I could, that's because here's the thing. I there's at times where like I'm. 
like people said, oh, Tom Brady's washed. And I'd be like, no, that was a perfect pass to Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans looks washed. I know. Um, actually. But uh, I, I think it's just like, he's like, bro, I don't want to be here. I'm so sick of showing up to I mean, this team. It's kind of like his end in New England. <laughs> it was just like, I, I, I show up to run away from a pass rush every play and throw, yeah, throw my arm out. Mm-hmm. For fifty times, yeah, like that sucks, bro. Is I mean, it doesn't because you're making millions of dollars, and I'm sure you're uh, you have a new girlfriend already. But like, I'm sure it sucks for you for that rich man. <laughs> anyway, um, do you see anywhere else in the league for him to go? Here's the thing: Obviously- I know there's been talk about the Raiders because he knows McDaniel's and stuff. But to me, the roster's not good enough. No, I guess offensively it is because you, you have the run game. Which their defense is so bad, though. But you know what? Tom doesn't care about that. But you know what? I get it. Vegas might make a bit of sense. You have the offense McDaniel's made for an immobile guy like Brady. You'll have Devontae Adams, and you'll have Josh Jacobs. Yeah. You'll uh, have the white guy and Hunter Renfro next year, the, uh, the, yeah. the old slot yeah, guy, yeah. and got, Darren Waller. Yeah, tight end, too. Yeah. Um, I, here's the thing about, like, everyone knows, like, his childhood team is the 49ers. He definitely wants to play for them. I don't know if they're going to call him. After that loss, I think they would still. You, if I don't know, Purdy. Oh, you think Brock Purdy after one game? I'm the one who watched him in college. I want him to succeed, and I think they're going to win up, a lot of games with bro, Purdy. He put up 30 points on that defense. He did. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. and like we'll see. On. We'll see here the this next four they, or five weeks. And they said they want to bring Jimmy G back, and then he immediately got hurt. I they listen. Jimmy they, G's not coming back. They anymore. want any reason to move on from him. Yeah, and and you can't get hurt again with a Super Bowl roster and be out for the rest of like you can't you can't this what a second or third time now that's yeah, it. It's gonna be the Purdy um, Trey Lance Trey, uh, Trey Lance show. I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants to put up with Trey Lance. Uh, maybe maybe if he goes to the club with him one time, he'd be like, "All right, you're a cool guy." Trey. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Doesn't need a playmaker at quarterback. He needs someone to run his damn offense and be able to consistently get the ball to where it needs to be. And Trey ain't that guy. Mm. But all right. I, you, is it Vegas, maybe anybody else New, that makes sense? New England. No, it doesn't. We run the ball. Here's the thing. You look at our, our, our receiver core here. Mm. Uh, Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's assume we had McDaniels. You don't think he Brady could make it work decently with these receivers? Ag- Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, he Hunter probably, Henry. Probably could. Janu. Mm. You know, there are times where I'll watch Janu Smith and I'm like, it's us. Mm. It's not him, it's us. Mm. He'll 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 play he'll he'll make plays somewhere. Yeah. But then he'll fumble the ball in the open field against the Jets and I'm like, maybe it isn't. Maybe this is a match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do think that we have better weapons than we have the last couple of years. Definitely better than the year, the last year Brady was here. Yeah, and it'll just be happy. Which, by the way, sounds like you're uh, indicting Mac Jones a little bit. Listen, <laughs> no, I, I, I said like I think he's being held back by. Listen, if Brady came here and there's no coaching change, mm-hmm. I'm still gonna be like, well, this this sucks. This isn't gonna work. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. But like, if you made a coaching change. I would like Mac Jones to be here and perform because I think he can. However, if the alternative was Tom effing Brady, I'd be like, well, I mean, come back here. Okay. Hurt me again. All right. All right. 
Absence makes the heart grow fonder, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I get you. I get you. All right, with that, we are getting ready to wrap things up. Darwin Award. Jesse, do you want to, are you videotaping this or no? I can. Ah, it's up to you if you want to or not. I already bitched about them. Oh, so don't bother. Don't oh, bother. Okay. All right, you ready? Okay. Drum roll, please. This week's Darwin Award winner is the Boston Red Sox. Oh, man. Why? Well, they look, we said it, they look stupid. They humiliated themselves. Did you hear that rumor that was going around after Bogart signed that apparently Bloom was at the airport and yeah. he like, he walked, he was staring out the window and was like, give me a minute. Yeah. So none of that was true, ah. which like I immediately was just like, they're shocked. Yeah. They're shocked. Because like, then I heard like what their deal was and I'm like, how are they shocked? Because mm. apparently like there was rumblings like, oh, there's progress being made. Nowhere close. They were never close. Mm. So Bloom was not shocked. But that's the thing. Maybe you should have been. Like, why are you not? Why are you not offering your heart and soul for the face of your franchise, the man that has been your best player for almost a decade now? Mm. I get it. I don't want to pay a thirty-year-old for eleven years, but stop spitting in your players' faces. <laughs> uh, stop making yourself look stupid. Stop coming up second place in every freaking how many every big signing. I mean, other than the Aaron Judge one. And the ver, uh, the I mean, they weren't in on Verlander and um, mm-hmm. Degrom, but like Haniger, um, there's been a couple. Who, Where did Mitch end up going? San Fran. That's right. Um, there's a, there's just been a couple, a couple of those like not quite as big ones. Trey Turner was another one they weren't in on, but they're always in second place for the 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 B tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Free agents. I don't need the A tier all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Red Sox, I'd like a one every now and again. But we're constantly chasing the B tier, and we don't even know what they're worth. We end up with the C tier ones mm-hmm. that we overpay, like that guy from Japan, mm-hmm. which, all right, cool. Maybe he'll be pretty good. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You overpaid for him, though. But, like, you don't know what Xander costs. You don't know what Mitch Haniger costs. You, you ended up paying... You're paying a washed-up Kenley Jansen. <laughs> you're you're paying the lead singer of Coldplay. And who's that other one? And then the Japanese guy. What? The lead singer of Coldplay? Chris Martin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the thing. I, actually, I like picking up Chris Martin. Oh, I did too. But, like, that's our big splash. Well, Kenley's a bigger splash. He sucks. Does he? He sucks. He he did look like he was falling off at the end of last year. The 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 Dodgers took him out of the closing role when they still had him, and then the Braves. I mean, didn't I think they it took him out for a little while? They might have put him back in. I think they put him back in, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. But oh oh, you put him back in, but now he's a year older. I'm sure it's all I'm sure he figured that out. <laughs> now that he's like closer to forty. Great. Uh, all right, love this team. Love this team. All right, so congratulations to I'll, I'll be there opening day. Heim uh, Heim Bloom and the Boston Red Sox for this week's Darwin Award. That has been it for Slow Your Roll this week. Good luck to the Pats tonight. What are you thinking? I think the Patriots win. All right, what's the final? Twenty three seventeen. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go. You kind of took my freaking score. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. 27 oh. 21 Cardinals. 
Oh, I was going to say Patriots balling out? No. 27 points? 27-21 Arizona Cardinals. Sadness. Things don't make sense sometimes on those standalone Monday nights and Thursday night games, man. But anyway, that has been it for Slow Your Roll this week.